Hi, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack, the podcast. That's all I have for an intro today. Audiobook. That's all. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Good evening. Well, it can't be an audiobook because we we literally don't. That would be that would be interesting. It'd be different. Who would we get? Who would we get to narrate? Well, we're all kind of narrators, technically, aren't we? My, my vote's for Will Wheaton. We're kind of hosts. Will Wheaton, a, come on now. We're like well, hosts of a radio show. I figure we can narrate our own. Well, material. yeah, but like there would be an audiobook about us. So, Aw. you're gonna write a book about us? That's awesome. But anyway, would be an audiobook. To start today, I have this for you. Heavy metal over a six-pack. These are live shows you need to know about nationally and locally. All right, so it's been a while since I've done a live music re- report, so I actually took a look at a couple of uh, shows that are actually pretty interesting up and coming. These are uh, throughout the uh, 2019. So starting with the national acts, Amana Marth is actually going to be doing a tour with Arch Enemy and At The Gates. This is going to be September 26th through October 26th. There's a 22-day tour in the United States. And for those of us that are stuck in New England, the closest to us will be New York City. But yeah, uh, September 26th, October 26th, 22-day tour. Uh, Google it, and then you can find your dates. Like I said, we didn't have a date for us, so I don't really care other than that. Um, So Warp Tour goes away, right? No more Warp Tour. They're doing the one-off this year for the 25th anniversary. But... Exit Warp Tour, enter Disrupt Festival. Hmm. Disrupt Festival featuring bands like The Used, Thrice, Sum 41, Atreyu, The Story So Far, and Memphis May Fire. There are 25 tour dates from June 21st to July 28th, including, for us Mass Holios, Mansfield, Massachusetts on Friday, July 5th. And Hartford, Connecticut, Sunday, July 7th. So is it a festival form? Or is it oh, yeah. All okay. day. Okay. All day. Um, it actually kind of, it's all, like, if you look at the webpage, it's all kind of, like, decked out, even like like the Warped Tour used to be. Yeah. Like, it's all colorful and shit. Huh. And those are just a few of the acts. I mean, there was probably, like, 20-something. I just kind of picked the ones that I thought sounded cool. But, I mean, a tray you in a festival form. I mean, The Used. I'm actually a big, I love The Used. Like, they're, they're, they're cool. Memphis May Fire I really like. Not so much the new stuff, but that's a story for another day. Um, so a national mix in with some local stuff, Light the Torch, Heart of Jordan, and Age of Alethea, May 9th. Um, this is going to be at the Music Factory over in Battle Creek, Michigan. Um, I know uh, Heart of Jordan has been doing like some pretty awesome shit out in like, their area. Um, they're going to be going down to Rocklahoma. Um, they have tour dates going all over uh, Central Central um, United States. And that's that's pretty freaking awesome. They're gonna be uh, right right there with like light the torch. Right. Um, Massachusetts wise, we have the mini bike massacre. 
Hmm. This is actually going to be headlined by Trend Kill, which is a uh, Pantera tribute band. Um, original acts on your deathbed, Inverter, and good friends of ours, Frenemy. This is Saturday, June 22nd. This is in West Wareham, Mass. I couldn't find the venue. All it says is 45 North Carter Road. Well, you have the address, so. So, my assumption is this is a big outdoor event because they're, like, kind of as the name suggests, there is a mini bike race that's actually going to be happening to this. And this is a Viking and Barbarian themed event. That sounds fantastic. $25 for an all day. I only named a few of the bands. There's a ton. There's, See, I'm on a march to play that show. Yeah. There's like 20, 30 bands that are playing. Everybody that's going to be on a mini bike is required to wear a helmet and be in costume. Hmm. So that's fantastic. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I see so uh, I see some interesting helmets. So June 22nd, and last but not least, if you are in the Houston, Texas, Texas area, the So What Festival, which is uh, it's a two-day event, but I'm going to talk about specifically about the Sunday of the Sunday of this event. Um, Parkway Drive and Kill Switch Engaged is going to be uh, the headliners on this. This is actually April 27th and April 28th, so very soon, probably going to be very short soon after you actually hear this. Houston, Texas, again at the White Oak Music Hall, and also good friends of ours. Like we've talked to them in the past, and we've uh, we've we've been back and forth with like in the email chain. Cutthroat Conspiracy is actually going to be playing on Sunday on April 28th. So uh, awesome for those dudes. Yeah, really cool. And the last show that I did pick up, local guys, um, dudes that we got to meet uh, not not too long ago, and. I'm now actually a very big fan of their live performances because, like, they are electric live. April 28th, Albany, New York, at Juniper Hall. It's gonna be faced 11 amps. Excuse me. Oh my gosh, faced words. 11 amps, straight through Sanity and Brookline. Are all playing over at the uh, the Jupiter Hall in uh, Albany, New York. So if you're in that area, definitely worth checking out. But <coughs> with that being said, that is my long lost live music report for now. And I'm going to segue that into a sneeze. <laughs> very, very distracting. I tried to cover it up. Our good friends over in Texas, Cutthroat Conspiracy, just released their brand new single on April 19th. This is going to be Cutthroat Conspiracy, Become a God.
All right, so newsflash. Anthony just um, informed us that he brought a six-pack of of something. Yep. We're going to call it <laughs> some kind of juice mixture yep. that apparently they... I should have read this correctly. That in some, whatever country <laughs> whatever country this came from, they like, Germany. To, they like to cut their beer with juice. Half, mind you. <laughs> half it is mind half you. juice and half their beer. But we can talk about that later. It looks like soap. It is very uh, pinkish. And bubbly. Okay, it's not really pinkish. It's like a dark rosé. That makes it sound a lot manlier. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I got the dark rosé. No. But, with that being said, I believe we have some headlines to go over today. Anthony, I'll let you lead the, lead the charge on this one. Oh, goody. Uh, so, for uh, our Simpsons fans out there... Um, Don't! Oh. It's the it's those Flanders bands. Yes. The if you haven't heard of them, they're a band called Okili Dokili. And they're yeah. they're a metal uh, I guess Simpsons uh, themed or technically Ned Flanders Flanders. Yeah. So they actually uh, were um, put in one of the recent episodes of The Simpsons. Uh so uh, the clip I'll I'll have him post it so you can actually uh, that's awesome. see it. Uh, but their 2016 track, White Wine Spritzer, off their debut album, How Diddly Doodly. Uh, so uh. the uh, the Simpsons showrunner, uh, Al Jean, uh, tells Rolling, uh, Rolling Stone, we saw the video and knew it had to be on the show. Uh, but Jean also cautioned, we do not endorse their message of indiscriminate drinking of a wo- uh, white wine spritzers. <laughs> Just keep that in mind. So, I wish I could. It, it doesn't actually specify the episode, unfortunately. But it's at the uh, it's at the very end of it, like during the credit scene. The entire music video is behind the credits. So it's kind of cool. I mean, these guys have been around for a little while. They're actually very good. They are very good. They're like incredibly good. Like you wouldn't think that they would be incredibly good, but they are incredibly good. Because let's face it, they look like a bunch of Ned Flanders. Yeah. Literally. I mean, they got the mustaches and all. But yeah, I'll, uh, I'll have Marcus leave the link below so you can actually see the... Uh, we should reach out to them. If anybody thing. knows Oakley Doakley, yes. we need to speak to them immediately. We'll do a video chat. Mm-hmm. That way we can see all their Oakley Doakley-ness. Oakley Doakley-ness. Unless they don't want to be in costume. We can do it over the phone. Yeah, That's whatever. Fine whatever. That's fine. Okay, so I have... Uh, to add to, I have spirit news. Spirit news. Mm-hmm. Hmm. From the brewery of Blackened American Whiskey, and oh, that kind of spirit. <clears throat> if you are looking for the perfect gift for your favorite host on Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack podcast, and you just like, I'm, I'm just dying to send send these guys like something absolutely awesome for the reduced price. Of the manufactured retail of seventy-two ninety-nine, you can get for fifty-nine dollars and ninety-nine cents a bottle of blackened American whiskey, which is Metallica's Metallica. American whiskey, hmm. forged by the earth-shattering music of Metallica, Interesting. using their proprietary sonic enhancement system, Black Noise, which is trademarked. Really, the whiskey is 
pummeled by sound, causing it to seep deeper into the barrel, where it picks up additional wood flavor characteristics. It's a marriage of the finest bourbons, rye, and whiskeys, hand-selected by Dave himself. Each of the whiskeys offer a unique flavor that plays a key role in the final spirit. I don't want people to think I know Dave, but it just seemed a thing to say. <laughs> I'm actually just reading the uh, the article that's on craftshack.com. That's my spirit news. All right, all right. Marcus, have you ever knitted before? I tried to, and I can't get it, so uh, apparently I'm just dumb or not old enough. Jason, have you ever knitted before? Um, I've attempted to, and um, I'm not... I can't yeah, right, it doesn't make any sense. What the hell are you supposed to do? I, yeah, I, no. Well, I plastic canvas. Then you guys are not, not uh, eligible for this. But, damn. In Finland, it will be the first ever world heavy metal knitting championship. Yeah! <laughs> uh, July, in Jonsu, Jonsu, I think that's how that's pronounced. So, um, as we know, Finland is the land of heavy metal music. Which, uh, there's actually 50 heavy metal bands per 100,000 Finnish citizens. Fun fact. And evidently, the, uh, the number of needlework enthusiasts is equally as high. It's weird. But, <laughs> so, uh, it combines the great joy of creativity uh, when playing guitar as well as knitting stitches. It is all about the pleasure of creating something cool with your hands. And it's all about the attitude. So, to enter this competition, knitters must download the song Fight or Die by John Sue thrash metal band Maniac Abductor, then upload a one-minute video clip of them knitting along with the music to YouTube. Knitting along? Yes. Yes. Okay. So... Uh, this is quoted here. <clears throat> in heavy metal knitting, needlework and music become united like never before. On the same stage, accompanied by a million-dollar guitar solo with hair flowing in the air, there's heavy metal music and knitting shaking hands. <laughs> so essentially, they're knitting to the rhythm of heavy metal music, which, in comparison to playing air guitar, I guess, is their, their take on this. Right. So... Uh. I think it's something that we should keep an eye on. I want to see if it's like a live thing. Yeah, we're gonna need video mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. this like immediately. But there is a is a, an official website for it as well. So, yeah, that's cool stuff. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right, we have a lot to do today. So we do. I don't know if I, I don't know if we have time for this story. I can try. You can always try. You can do it. You can do. You can do it. Okay. So. Right, it's freaking head off. Yeah, we we can we can. So the, this this article is actually this is from Rolling Stone. This article is a headline: The Heavy Metal Grifter, and it is um, Gabe Reed was a failed rock star who reinvented himself as a concert promoter. Now he's in prison for defrauding fans and rocks elite out of 1.7 million. Good for him. Done, done. Good for him. Um. Let me see. Among Dallas's elite upscale restaurant, Javier's Gourmet Mexicano, Gabe Reed charms, dazzles, and exudes confidence. Drops rocks legends' names that would mesmerize any 1980s hair metal child. As the founder of Gabe Reed Productions, 
He could easily be mistaken for one of rock gods that fans around the world worship. Um, his name has appeared on concert posters and press releases alongside rock and roll luminaries like Gene Simmons of Kiss, Motley Crue's Vince Neil, ZZ Top's, um, ZZ Top's Texas guitar slinger Billy Gibbons. And uh, Simmons called him a wonderful promoter. Hmm. So long story short, this is another one of those stories. I'll, I'll actually link the episode. I'll actually link the uh, the whole thing. I'm not going to read the whole article to you, like obviously verbatim, because that'd be silly. Because somebody else wrote it. But this kind of goes back to you remember that story that we did where the gentleman made himself a tour yes. and had a band <clears throat> and like sold all kinds of tickets. Yep. Well, this dude did pretty much the same thing. Um, he would actually go to all these different venues and all these different promoters and like create these epic. Like, including Guns N' Roses, Kiss, Motley Crue, like, all of these huge collaborations, and they never existed. Like, the bands never... This is like Firefest meets mm-hmm. that dork who created his own, like, band and tour and, like, sold tickets and, like, whatnot. Get the name of it, yeah. Um, so, Reed actually admitted to defrauding his victims. Threatened. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. He, um, he made false promises and used their money... So he would actually collect all this money from all these different motions, and he, like, he would use it for personal expenses. According to an April 23rd press release by the U.S. Attorney General, he would he would like pay bills, he would buy himself like meals, like he would get like himself like equipment. It's sounds about right. The worries he'd be buying beanie babies. Hey, he might have actually made out that way. No one makes out with Beanie Babies and gets away with it. <laughs> uh, so Somebody out there with a $20,000 Beanie Baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a really interesting story because, like, what's actually different about this guy is, like, he actually had connections, like, to the scene. Like, he's, like, good friends with, like... I was going to say, yeah, like you were saying, yeah. He's, like, he has a lot You'll of... you probably like, use that. Like, and that's, like, the thing. It's like, well... It's like, well, I know this guy. It's like, well, okay, that's cool. It's like, yeah, I can get this guy, get this guy. Oh, these guys are all agreed. Like, I just need this money up front, and like, it's 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 kind of a sad, funny, and interesting article that Rolling Stone actually did. Um, and it like it actually goes into like he, like I said, like if anybody like followed the Firefest thing, which. I know we only talk about briefly because I mean it's not really heavy metal, so like I don't want to spend like another. I mean I could have actually spent the whole episode in the Firefest because I thought it was hilarious, personally. But this is kind of like the same thing. Like he's collecting money and then like all these bills get owed, so he just sells something else like somebody else. Like it's just complete. You can't trust anyone, evidently. No, people suck. Yes. They all suck. Sucky, suck, suck. But I mean the the names that are mentioned that like he tried to actually like. Associated with like Kiss, ACDC, Aerosmith, Metallica, um, <laughs> which I can only imagine how fun that would have been, like trying to defraud Metallica because, yeah. But good times. At least, at least back in the day. At least back in the day. Back right. in the day, Lars Ulrich did not want you to steal his super awesome drum beats. Uh. Yeah, I know everybody's feedback. That, that's a topic for a different, different, different episode. <laughs> we, we move on. Could we? Could we I get, could go on for could, hours. Could we get a whole episode out of Lars Ulrich, like drum? 
Oh, you could you could get an entire episode out about me complaining about Metallica and their hypocrisy over Napster and file sharing. We should do that as a bonus track, Jay. Oh, we'll have to get we'll have to get you on the phone to record, buddy. Fuck those two hypocrites. <laughs> Alrighty, anything else you want to talk about? Nope. All right, that's the end of this episode. Thank you for joining nope. us. Goodbye. Woo! Just peace. We're just kidding, yo. We'll talk to you some more. Coming just up. you, right there in the 33 back. 33 people shut it off after that. You know that, right? <laughs> I don't know if that's long enough to crowd as a play. Shit. <laughs> Are you saying I should edit that out? No. Already. And we Let move Darwin on. do his work. And we move on. Heavy Metal over 6 Pack presents the psychological effects of heavy metal. Alright, for today's main event, we're going to dial down the silliness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes we are. Maybe. I should talk like this the whole time. Can you? I can if you want me to. I mean, right, let's just be. I already, I already find, I'm already, the, you're not in the room, Jay. I'm sitting right in front of this I'm man. I'm going to stare at him every time. Yeah, I, I know, it. and it's even creepy. I can't speak for you, but it's it's damn creepy disembodied. Is it weird that he turned the lights off? <laughs> <laughs> now let's play Who's in My Mouth. Is he, is he singing <laughs> Al Green real low into your ear? I'm good at this one. Oh, my gosh. It's all about <clears throat> Al Green. <clears throat> I would like to introduce... <clears throat> The topic of what I am calling the psychological effects of heavy metal music. And Crocs. <laughs> that was not no, Never mind. Cancel that last one. Alright, so uh. I I have actually I, I I um Yeah. The headline that I would like to start with, I I have pulled out one, two, three, four, five. I have six sources of information. I got four that that I wanted to pull out for this discussion. I had, and just so my fellow hosts know, I really had no kind of plan as this would kind of play out. I actually just figured I would like refer to um, these these one, two, three, four, five, six articles that I actually like had. We can have open discussion, personal feelings, and and like you know, really just kind of like dive into like the actual topics here. We'll go as long as we have to, or as long as as long as this is uh, still interesting, kind of a thing. But the the way I kind of felt that it would be appropriate to start this is a headline: America is still afraid of heavy metal. Now, uh, now um, the example two days. you're rubbing one out. <laughs> the hell's going on over there? Is it supposed to be serious? <laughs> the hand out of your pants. He's like really scribbling like notes down right now. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna write this out like Fast and Furious. He's drawing that weird S that everyone used to do. When, like, oh, you guys can hear me shaking my leg. Weird. Mm-hmm. That is kind of weird. You, you, I was like, what the hell are they talking about? You obviously oh, shaking cheese. my leg. You obviously <laughs> have better equipment than we do. <laughs> you can barely hear us talk. But, um, heavy metal fans of uh, have. We start over. Heavy metal has always had an uncomfortable and often downright acronymous relationship with the rest of society. In a way that's the point. A genre fomented 
on rebellion, disillusionment, and dissatisfaction with the status quo was fated to be adversarial towards all things normal. And metalheads ourselves do an excellent job of keeping up with the divide between them and us. Now what's interesting about that statement and the, um, the facts that I'm going to put forward is all the positive effects of um, the psychology all the positive psychological effects of heavy metal. And I want to interject a little bit, because please. all I did was when I actually searched this, I just wrote psychological effects. I didn't say positive, I didn't say negative. Correct. But everyone that I've found so far has been... Super positive. Yes. Crazy positive. Which, if we get into personal experiences, you know, that may or may not. But, study finds heavy metal beneficial to mental health. Things like it makes you happier. It actually calms you down. It actually... I'm sorry, I'm scrolling and talking at the same time. Um, the, uh, the, common, the, the common thought that like, it actually like, desensitizes you to violence and like, makes, you know, in other words, makes you crazy. Like, the, like, all of that has been, like in multiple studies, has been like debunked. But the cool thing that I also thought about it was is um like kind of going back to like my my headline there like america still being afraid of like the heavy the heavy metal fan is we kind of like colonize like we have we have like a sense of community Mm -hmm. we have a sense of and and it's funny to say because like you know if you go to like a heavy metal concert like it doesn't necessarily look like we're really looking out for each other but at the same time we actually have rules of etiquette we have we have laws within our Mm -hmm. like culture we have ways that we behave and we for the most part we generally take care of each other Mm -hmm. so the the common i think that that can be said because most heavy metal fans you can find common ground with each other somewhere mostly sure and kind of going off of like all all of these uh, different articles that i was that I was saying. I mean, we've always been like a like a like little bit of a niche. Like we're not we're, the, we're not the most popular. Out what there. was the outcast? Right. So we're we're those weirdos that like uh, we may not necessarily feel like we have something to prove, but we maybe have to feel like we have like a purpose of belonging and et cetera, et cetera. But I I like reading these articles that actually like kind of because just knowing like my the experiences that like even we've had the last couple of years like playing like these shows with guys i mean like we and like getting out in the community and like meeting these fans and even playing abstract shows where just as an example we played with the king's ascendant like in boston and we weren't with metal fans but like once you actually started playing like some metal music like everyone got excited mm-hmm. everybody got happy it kind of added some life to the room mm-hmm. and we didn't feel like we belonged there, but at the same time, I mean, like, it was, like, welcoming. It oh, was yeah. just, like, different. Like, it was, like, a totally different spirit. It's true. Like, Very true. We didn't play our crazy, heaviest stuff, but... No. I don't think it would have mattered, honestly. No. We could have we could have ripped their faces off. That would have been fun. Um, I'm going to... I'll start with this first one I found. It was um, from the uh, University of Queensland School for Psychology, uh, Leah Sharman. Uh, with a study of 39 adults aged between 18 and 34, uh, they were inspired and calmer when listening when they listened to heavy metal music. Um, so they found that the music uh, regulates sadness and enhances positive emotions. 
uh, when you're angry and you listen to something that's highly arousing, it's going to match your emotional state. Yeah. I'd like to add to that because I've, I've been reading like dozens of these case studies and there's a whole lot of scientific mumbo jumbo. But I would like to add that heavy metal fans tend to experience higher resting arousal than country music fans. So suck <coughs> it. Yeah, we know what hey, happens man. to country songs. That is occurring. Country music fans are, that is a, are that is according to research. Angry, violent, fuck, you know. <laughs> yes. They're they are they are angry, violent Budweiser well, I drinkers. Mean, you know why? Is because well they lost their dog and then their tractor broke down and their girlfriend ran away and, and look then, if know, I drank like, nothing but Budweiser and Coors Light too, you know, I would be I'd constantly be on too. the toilet. I would be shitting constantly. I mean, think about it. That I mean that's why they're so angry. Because <laughs> they're constantly Losing their chocolate. Those butt heavies are pretty, uh, pretty uh, fierce. There, there's just there, there isn't as much of a sense of like camaraderie. Um, are, are you talking of the country music fan? Is that what you're talking of? Just in the in well, in terms of like the fan, in terms of like concerts and things like that now you'll find like a solidarity in terms of when like the moment you mention you don't like country music every asshole who likes country music will fucking chime in and you know <clears throat> yes so kind of that so I find let, that let me, like let me, let me ask hip you hop and okay. hip hop and metal tend to be two genres where they uh, they tend to bring in the, the stray dogs as it were like they, they've, they've got a message for like younger adults that is attractive <clears throat> and they're all different kinds of messages so you know depending upon which one you relate, relate to you kind of cling on to it as far as uh, as far as uh, genre fans go, and the ones that are like really loyal to like their their certain genre, and I mean, obviously we're we're, we're kind of talking about the, the heavy metal end. How would you feel the acceptance of other genres are amongst the other genres today? Is that is that weird? Is that weird? Did I did I phrase that weird? Or do you kind of know what I'm asking? So, oh, I know what you're saying. I like I get what you're saying. But... So this is this is my take on it, and this is what I've kind of noticed. I've and this, I mean, this is more or less my opinion, and just from the, the few like interviews with different bands that I've listened to. But if you if you listen to a lot of interviews with bands that play the music that we listen to, like you take a Treyu, um, you know, you take like Killswitch Engage, and a lot of times when they're asked what music they're listening to right now, what new albums they've been checking out, ninety percent of the time it's not metal. It's weird. Like they they jump they maybe because they do it so much. I think yeah. I think kinda, what you'll find is the more to other ones. The more progressive musicians um, will tend to listen to everything. You know, and, they may play play and sing death metal, you know, and then go out and go see a you know a Radiohead concert or go see a Beck concert or something like that. And, and to, to follow up and answer your question, um, 
I want to put it in the idea that the the metal side is more accepting of the other genres than the other genres are of the metal side. Uh, publicly. That could be fair as well. <laughs> but I mean, this is just I mean, uh, uh, an opinion. You will opinion. never hear pop sucks more than when you're in a group of metalheads. Sure. So your example, though, you're like you're you're actually talking about like artists, and I t I totally agree with that. I, I actually think one of the things that makes metal great is, for, especially with like a heavy metal band, is when they actually do take all of those influences. Like mm -hmm. they have a little blues, they have a little jazz. They're able to like kind of like incorporate that and like put it into like their 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 form of art. Um, I'm more thinking on like the fan level, oh, maybe, the fan, maybe not the educated. Side. Like if I walk through. I know it's not there anymore, but if I walk through Toby Keith's bar in like full metal garb, like would I be accepted or would I? I be... mean, legally they would have to serve you. <laughs> they can't turn you away. <laughs> I don't think they have a. I like, think I think depending head. depending upon the shirt that you are wearing. Oh, I'm and... talking full on like spiked hair, black nail polish, a monomarth T-shirt. But. <laughs> Okay, see, you you have Same a t-shirt that, a t-shirt that nobody, like, you know, the mass majority where people would not recognize. Now, if you wore all that and wore a Marilyn Manson or a, like, Metallica shirt, you'd do all right. It's funny, because I just described an outfit that my girlfriend would probably not allow me to go out in public in. See, you do our, as long as you had a, a mass accepted like metal band you'd do all right you'd probably get the one or two guys that would throw some you know some shit your way um at a country concert but i think if you wore like a metallica shirt that would cover you for most people but i've learned i've, I've learned one thing from all the bands we've really ever talked to nobody likes country in the metal scene like no one no, that's kind of because uh, it's become it's, it's pop kind of, music. It, well, you know, speaking as like, you see, it's hard for me because I speak as a musician. It's just so such garbage. Like when you listen to it as a musician, because it's all regurgitated shit. Like some dipshit probably wrote like all thousand of these songs, and they're just finding like some pretty face with like huge fucking biceps and like nice pectoral muscles that the girls are gonna get like all sweaty and like moist for. Ooh. Not to go to like that level, but I mean that, that's pretty much it. It's like, dude, oh. it's like, okay, this guy ain't popular anymore. Let's find the next dipshit, throw him up there. He'll go on fucking tour for like two years, and like he'll be popular, and I, you know, all the girls will get sweaty and moist. Like that's pretty much what it is. It's like, well, that's what they want. That's that's what the like mainstream music is and that's why country and, music is so disgusting like you know if you go back well, in the but day that's like why, country, country music didn't suck back in the day that's why it sells though like john cash, like, john cash, john cash was like country music mm -hmm. <laughs> right but ish, like you ish. but country music didn't go past like maryland like that was it. You stopped there. Okay. You had some random spots out here that would play like the, you know country music in a weird like uh, VFW hall somewhere. 
Um, but you didn't get country music up here when when I was a kid. Like that, it just wasn't a thing. But to that, um, to that and point, then all of a sudden, point. country music went pop. No, country music went somewhere. <laughs> well, in the '90s, country music went pop, and all of a sudden, like uh, bands like Shania Twain, uh, Garth Brooks, uh, all these, you know, they 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 infused country with pop because let's face it from a purely business point of view brilliant brilliant idea sure i mean that's the mainstream that we're in right now you you went from being like you know really recognized and you know in half of the country to worldwide you know what makes me actually happy about like that that complaint though like like we said like at the beginning with, of this uh con- like this part of the conversation we said that if you ask any heavy metal fan like every one of us hate, hate country i almost think that that's actually a sign of intelligence and let the reason like a survival why I, instinct? The, no the reason why i say that it's like it's like being an intelligent fan like you're looking for something with like a like with some form of substance. Like you know where the root of something comes from. You know when somebody is like right. up there and they they just push out like a 12 song album that came from somebody's songbook that was written for like dozens of other like other people and like whoever they can find the. I mean, not to keep going back to that point, but I mean the heavy metal fan actually wants like some like character in the song they want like some meaning in the song they want some like actual livelihood in it they want the scales they want the they want the solo they want the breakdown they want the feel they want the raw motion of it they don't want something that's just like regurgitated and i actually think that's a sign of intelligence on our most people i would say that most people get introduced to metal through rock and roll and like Rock and roll is the equivalent. I mean, it's the pop equivalent of you know, uh, metal. It's pop. The pop of electric guitars, as it were. Or the mainstream. It's approachable. You can listen to it on the radio. Like so, that's how you get your start. And like part of hearing those things and listening to the old stuff get you interested in different things so you go down different avenues with metal you know right um at least that's how it happened with me like i liked certain things about the metal i grew up with so when i got into high school and i was experimenting with like faith no more um you know uh anthrax uh you know and the weird stuff uh but that I had uh, the background in all of the classic stuff first. Like that was all the stuff I had heard before. <clears throat> uh, before we jump into more of the uh, psychology and more science, you guys want to take a quiz? Yes. Have some fun. Let me take a pause. <laughs> So, um, I figured we, we would uh, split up the, the science bibble babble with a little uh, trivia action. I am tired of your serious conversation. Give me laughter. Between uh, or stupidity. Jay and Marcus, we're, we're gonna ha- we're gonna have fun with this one. So I'm gonna do uh, Marcus first, and I'll do Jason. So this quiz is: What type of music are you? 
Right, we're gonna we're gonna touch upon those genres and let's see if it matches. Is this like who a you are. Cosmo quiz? Cosmopolitan. Oh God. Joy tunes. Joy tunes. <laughs> All right, so, I'm sorry, I just want to make sure I understand. You're going to ask me a question and then Jay a question? No, I'm going to do you and then him. So, I have to give an answer and then he has to give an answer. No, because then I won't know what you are. I'm going to oh, do I you first so and then I'm, I'm going to do him. Yes. the whole quiz. Okay. And the, yeah, there's only, I think there's only like 13 questions. It'll be real quick. This is hard. All right, Marcus. Are, the these, first, yes, are these yes or no? They're multiple choice. Sweet. So, the first Ooh. thing you do when your alarm goes off in the morning is <laughs> snack on last night's leftover pizza. I wish. Alarm clock. No way. I get up when I want. Jump out of bed ready to start the day. No. Hit the snooze button a couple times. I'm a D. Check Facebook and Twitter or drink coffee. Okay, right when I went, it's, it's going to be a snooze button. Okay. Is there, is there an option for multiple snooze buttons? Because I used to have like a it's thing. It's a few times. <laughs> okay, okay. Because it's usually like three or four. Uh, your favorite thing to do on a vacation is to who has time for vacations. This is going to make me sound like... I like the other genre. Go sightseeing. Go shopping. Hang with the locals. Try the local cuisine. Relax on the beach. Okay, so, trick question. If I like to go to breweries in different locations, would that be considered cuisine? I believe so. Let's do, let's do that. Because I'm a huge brewery guy. Uh, if you if, could play any musical instrument, what would you choose? Saxophone. Uh, no instrument for me. It. I'm a DJ. Uh, drums. Acoustic guitar, piano, or the violin? Out of those? Mm-hmm. It'd probably have to be the acoustic guitar. On a Friday night, you can be found at the best party, asleep by 10 p.m., at a concert, at the movies, hanging at home, or working like usual. Is this preference? I don't know. Answer the question. I mean, the real answer... <laughs> and the, and the, the answer the question. The answer the question! You know what? I'm going to go with at a concert because I'm going to go with preference because if I had my way on Friday nights, I'd be at concerts. What would your ideal pet be? A monkey? A lion? A tiger? A panda? A sloth? Or a lemur? Okay, I saw a panda in real life and it's terrifying. I'm a monkey man all the way. They, they go for your balls, though. Anyway. They, they sling poo and they'll get you beers. <laughs> your friends would describe you as funny, Lovable, creative, easygoing, boring, or awesome. Okay, this is my opinion of what my friends... <laughs> yeah, that's what your friends describe you as. I'd love to say awesome. I'm going to go with awesome because right. I think I'm awesome. Your favorite school subject is slash was One music. of my friends just deeply sighed after I said that. <laughs> uh, your favorite school subject, music, art, English, recess, math, or biology. Recess was one? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was totally recess when I was a kid. Okay. Uh, you can't live without your car, your music, your smartphone, your watch. Actually, you don't need anything. Or your favorite pair of jeans. It's actually my music. I've always had music on. Always. Your hashtag you use the most is hashtag sorry not sorry, hashtag TBT, hashtag best friends, um, what's a hashtag? Uh, hashtag YOLO or hashtag selfie? I'm going with um, what's a hashtag because I don't know what TBD means. <laughs> to be determined. Is that, that it? TBT? Oh, TBT? Yeah, TBT. I have no idea. Throwback yeah. Thursday. Uh, 
Throw what? Throwback Thursday. Throwback Thursday. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? Why would there be a Throwback Thursday? Hey, Marcus. Thursday well, now. Post old pictures <laughs> of anyway, stuff. Anyway, anyway, I'm sorry. We're, we're interrupting Anthony's segment. Knock it off. If you could eat one food for the rest of your life, which would it be? Hmm. Sushi, chicken wings. That's tough. Smack and cheese. Oh. Pizza. Oh boy. Veggie burritos or a burger. What the fuck is it? A veggie burrito? Probably vegetables. Oh man. Do I... Okay. Why would anybody okay. even suggest that? The, okay, this for the a, one vegetarian who takes this quiz. Is it good know. mac and cheese or is it like is it like craft mac and cheese? I don't think it's like is it like average Joe's mac and cheese? I suppose cheese? it can be any kind. Is I there mean, bacon just, in this mac and cheese? Is there bacon in this mac and cheese? Well, that's where I'm confused because I can at least get some carbs with the pizza, but I don't. know. I mean, there's you're noodles gonna, in the mac. Say you get I'm, carbs with the mac and cheese too. Uh, okay, I'm going mac and cheese. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna hate my life for it too. There's no bacon in it. What is your favorite place to sing? <laughs> Only at a karaoke party, on stage, Those anywhere suck. and everywhere. I'm an on stage. In the car, nowhere. I don't even hear, hear my own voice. Or in the shower. On on stage. Being a vocalist, that would be weird if I answered anything else. Otherwise, <laughs> you have decided to repaint your bedroom. Which color would you choose? Ooh. Black, red, pink, white, light blue, or I'd rather paint a colorful mural. I mean, I, I would either whitewash it a mural. I'm going to go with mural because that's decorative. What would totally ruin your day? Washing a sink full of dishes? Forgetting the password to your social media accounts? Stepping on gum? Taking out the trash? Having no clean clothes? Or having your cell phone battery die? Those are all kind of stupid, so I'm going to mm -hmm. go with dishes because that's like a real life application. Calculating. <laughs> rock. Calculator. You right. got rock. Right. You're smart, creative, and complex. <laughs> you love to be the center of attention, so soak up the atmosphere and rock out wherever you are. Is that thing making fun of me right now? Yep. Love to be. Which is funny because you I almost answered everyone I answered. I, I love I love to be the center of attention. That's obnoxious. That that makes me sound like a douche. Like I own like a BMW. Here. Jay, you ready? If you get heavy metal, Shoot. I swear to God, I fucking quit. First thing you do when your alarm goes off in the morning, Jay, do you hit the snooze button a couple times, check Facebook or Twitter, alarm clock, no way, snack on last night's leftover pizza, drink coffee, or jump out of bed and ready to start the day? It's not fair. You got the stuff. Uh, coffee. Your favorite thing to do on vacation, go shopping, hang with the locals, try the local cuisine, go sightseeing, who has time for vacations, relax on the beach. Uh, locals. If you could play a musical instrument, what would it be? The saxophone, acoustic guitar, violin, drums, piano? No instrument for me. I'm a DJ. DJ! Alright, on a Friday night, you can be found at a concert, hanging at home, at the movies, at the best party, working like usual, or asleep by 10 p.m. Work. Work. Your idea of pet that's would be. The, that, right there, that's the question that's gonna get me metal. <laughs> yeah, right. Marcus, right there. Uh, your ideal pet would be a lion, a lemur, a panda, a sloth, a tiger, or a mooncake. What was the last one? A mooncake. A monkey. Monkey. That's how it's spelled, monkey. I don't know, mooncake. There's no turtle option, so I'm gonna go with monkey. Your friends would describe you as lovable, easygoing, funny, boring, awesome, or creative. Uh, 
I'll go with funny. Your favorite school subject was recess, English, biology, art, music, or math? Say it again. Recess, English, biology, art, music, or math? Art. Uh, you can't live without your favorite pair of jeans, your car, your music, your watch, your smartphone. Actually, you don't need anything. Yeah, I don't need anything. The hashtag you use the most, selfie, sorry I'm not sorry, 2BT, YOLO, best friends, or um, what's a hashtag? What's a hashtag? Yeah, but you know all of them. <laughs> Doesn't mean you use sure. them, you just have knowledge of them. Uh, food for the rest of your life, pizza, burgers, chicken pizza. wings, mac and cheese, pizza. Stop, pizza. <laughs> uh, what was your favorite place to sing? In the car, nowhere. Only at a karaoke party, anywhere and everywhere, on stage or in the shower. Car. You've decided to repaint your bedroom. Which color? Red, light blue, white, black, colorful mural, or pink? Tardis blue. So, light blue. Yeah, whatever. Tardis blue. Alright. I'd like to call it sky blue. <laughs> sky blue. Burnt sienna. Powder blue. Powder blue. Uh, which would totally ruin your day, forgetting the password of your social media account, stepping on gum, having yourself on battery die, having no clean clothes, taking out the trash, or washing a sink full of dishes. See, I gotta go with Marcus, like... Yeah, they're all kinda uh, dumb. Like, none of those would ruin my day. Dishes. Half of those are chores, so... Yeah, like, uh, I mean... I would like, it would take hey. me longer to do my dishes than, like, all of them. Jay, you ready for what you got? Yep. Sure. You got indie. <laughs> you, you fucking hit me. Right. You're down to earth, <laughs> open to new experiences, and love to discover new musicians. Whether you are the hippest music festival or hanging out at home, you always have a good time. Yeah, I'll take that. Indie, yeah. yeah. yeah at least you don't want to be the center of attention. Dude, yeah, Jay's never a center of attention. He likes to be in the corner. Uh. In the corner, making a lot of noise. <laughs> Let's take a break for some music. This is our good friends of ours, Frenemy. This is off of their newest EP that is available on Spotify and all major platforms. This is No Solutions.
Okay, I am going to read this case study right here. Read that case study right there. Well, this is a section of a uh, of a case study. Okay. Um, because these case studies are like, this is like reading fucking law order stuff. SVU. Um, despite long-lived stereotypes that listeners who engage with metal music do so because of a psychosocially dysfunctional attitude to violence and aggression... It is now well established that listeners with high preference for metal music do not revel in the strongly negative feelings this music usually induces in non-metal fans. Rather, metal music fans report that the music leads them to experience a wide range of positive emotions, including joy, power, and peace, and no increase of subjective anger. I'm sorry, and and no increase of subjective anger. Period. <clears throat> In fact, following an anger induction paradigm, Charmin and Dingle in Paradigm. 2015 report that listening to 10 minutes of violent metal music relaxed metal music fans just as effectively as sitting in silence. <clears throat> so I read something like that, and like what how I how I interpret that is, if you're <laughs> if you're a heavy metal fan, our heavy metal music relaxes us, chills us down, makes us happy. Like we like we sit back. Spark a J if you're into that thing. Pour a beer. Some Kool-Aid. Get up in our chair. Pour some Kool-Aid. Start knitting. Whatever you want. Yeah, fucking knit. And we just like get into the zone. But then like people that are not fans of heavy metal music just go fucking crazy when they listen to our music and kill people. Yep. Yep. Which, I'll go back to my previous but see, point. The, that makes that's us the more thing is, It's not even the people who listen to metal who are the majority of people who are going crazy. Like, Think about the guy uh, who killed John Lennon. He listened to the Beatles, so. I, here's the thing: being someone who's who's been alive for most of this shit, they're they always try they will always try and scapegoat media of some sort. Um, how do you mean? It. it because it's uh, if video games. Oh, it's the violence of video games makes people more violent. Oh, okay. Well, okay, that's 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 been proven false, you know, by so many different studies. Um, the effects of music on violent behavior, uh, like metal and things like that, has also been proven false scientifically many many times. Um, and to me, all this ends up being is it's a scapegoat. Pay attention to your kids. Um, the people that the the people that this is affecting are like troubled individuals. Okay, it's not the music. Okay, they li like fucking call call me maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen would have affected these people the exact same way. You know, as you say that, I have right. one of, I have an article here that actually says that the uh, the, the mental health effects. Of heavy metal are very positive. I, I absolutely believe that. I will say this in my experience um, with metal fans: the metal fans that I've met in my life who have liked the most violent, the most aggressive, the most some of the most 
uh, to me, unlistenable metal music. Plea of Insanity, I love you guys. Um, are the <laughs> most laid back, chilled motherfuckers I've ever met in my entire life. Uh -huh. And it absolutely blows my mind every time. It's weird, isn't it? They're fucking sweethearts, man. You just want to give them a big squeeze. Well, it's give a, the give, most give, bizarre thing. Well, like like they'll literally roll up to your, your house listening to fuck, kill, sacrifice children, oh. and they get out and they're like, I brought the potato salad. Um, <laughs> do you guys need me to run out and go grab some ice? Uh, hey, did you need anything? Uh, you know, let me start the grill for you. Oh like, my God, that was awesome. what the fuck just happened? <laughs> that might have been my. Well, that might have been the most favorite thing I ever. Like I've say. always said too, is is that most metal guys, I mean, people, women, whatnot, they're they're just a bunch of nerds. We're among you. You know really? what I mean? I mean, like we're your doctors and your lawyers, right? See? And your podcast hosts. Mm -hmm. They're sitting there, you know. They're listening to their metal music, He's playing fucking Genesis. He's sitting in your <laughs> kitchen fixing your refrigerator. I used to listen to heavy metal music while I played my fucking RPGs on my Genesis and fucking. Alright, <laughs> right, I'm gonna continue this case study. Next paragraph. On the other hand, <clears throat> it is also possible that the fans' appreciation for metal music reflects a higher order inhibition by cortical circuits of an otherwise normal low order response to auditory threat. You know what that means? That means that you gotta be a psycho to take it seriously. Oh. So like we're that there's something like, already wrong with you. Right. Okay. Uh -huh. In support of this disassociation, <clears throat> found that while metal fans listening to metal music reported feeling less angry than non-fans, both fans and non-fans reported similar levels of psychological arousal <laughs> in response hard. to metal music. That's <laughs> what you did there. Suggesting that lower order circuits reacted similar, similarly in both groups. Conversely, <clears throat> a number of studies have shown that loading executive functions with visual attention, working memory, or demanding arithma arithmetic tasks can lessen both the subjective evaluation and, I can't even say that word, amygdala, amygdala response to negative stimuli. Yeah, I've been reading. I've been reading this shit for two fucking days, man. There you go. I feel like I I earned my doctorate in the last two days reading this shit. Man. A lot of big words. And as much I as I read this shit, man, I like, still do not think I'm like research enough for that. I, I have like, not been able to research that shit in years because uh, it's just gotten so, like my opinion of it. At the end of the day, when I boil it all down to the you know strip it down to the nuts and bolts is pay attention to your fucking kids pay attention to what your kids are doing like be engage with your children you fucking idiots that's what this is about at the end of the day and engage with the people around you so engage, the Oakley Dokley guys it's not the about the music the Oakley Dokley guys have me thinking of like this the only Simpsons reference where that woman like comes in will someone please Think of the children. <laughs> well, you gotta think about. It. Don't forget. I mean, that, that's what it is at the end of the day. Music, so. Tell you, scammer. You know, Slayer. I think, I, I think they were afraid of like fast-moving 
objects. Anything? <laughs> Anything fast moving? I, I no. I think it's very easy for parents to very quickly want to scapegoat, um, and you know. Uh, uh, blame something besides well, the person who's in it. And and I I can appreciate that from a human point of view. You don't want to believe that you didn't think that, you, that didn't your own child see, would do that. It would not. That, yeah, you didn't see your you know something like that coming. You know, with someone that that's supposed to be that close to you. I get that. You want to try and make sense of it. But at the end of the day, like you you missed something. Some you know somebody should have caught something. It is not the responsibility of music you know uh, that's it's just and and I'll, I'll even side note i mean i listen to a lot of um like the horror podcasts and, and all the serial killers and whatnot and every almost 98 percent of these famous spring killers and whatnot it's usually has to do with the family whether their their mother or oh, their yeah. father is not in the picture, they don't pay attention to them. They they abuse them. There's anything psychological yeah. that happens to them at a young age in the family, and then but that's then where people it starts. will throw out. But then people will throw out situations like Ted Bundy, where supposedly right. he there was nothing wrong. Right. Like he right. lived a perfect life. Now, how I feel about that because we won't know. What I feel about that is I feel like that. They had that. Watching all the interviews with that, something was wrong with that family, and they were very tight-lipped about it until the very end. And we'll never know. Something happened as a kid that his parents did not see what was happening. Right. So, I mean, <clears throat> unfortunately, I mean, as you, I mean, science can tell. I mean, unfortunately, you, you don't know. I mean, you can use science all you want, but what actually goes on in people's minds during things, you can never directly tell. You know what I mean? It's, sometimes it's a chemical imbalance. Sometimes right. it's, it's not even, like, how somebody grew up. It's, it's, it's you know, it's just something wrong with them. Right. And that's why you need to pay attention to the people I mean, in your life. Unfortunately, we live in a, in a time now where we can blame other things. Trump! Sure. Just kidding. But you know, I mean, that, that's what they use. They use, oh, well, this is offensive, or that's offensive, or that's the reason why my child eats Legos. I don't know. Like, because like, he played Hungry Hungry Hippos. is like, well, I don't know. It's, it's just sad, unfortunately. I mean, we're going to sit here and, you know, we're going to debate the reasons that, you know, the, the idea that music can cause one person in billions to go on a killing spree um whereas we have like you know just swaths of kids eating fucking tide pods <laughs> yeah you know what they listen to not metal uh, you know let's let let's focus on the metal music on that one guy right exactly like, For you intelligent types, I will read the conclusion paragraph to this case study. And then I will follow up with a very serious quiz. Horribly serious. Horribly serious. The conclusion, I like monkey. The conclusion to this section of case study is, wow, 
these results have implications for a growing corpus of psychological studies of metal music, notably confirming that viewing metal as dysfunctional problem music, that's in quotations, is empirically untenable. There's a lot of big words in this. It seems to be. Implications for the general theory of musical emotions are, in our view, even greater. They shape a model of musical emotions which significantly extends the traditional view in which the cortical and subcortical responses of sensory systems, which is auditory thalami and auditory cortices. Mm-hmm. Forgive me, medical students. I'm probably mispronouncing all of those that match pre-learned emotionally balanced sensory patterns do not simply feed forward relatively unaltered to frontal systems of valuation. Take a suck of that. Yeah, right. Intelligent people. <laughs> take a suck of that. Yeah, take take a nice uh, suck of that. Yeah, that's the conclusion <laughs> of that, bitch. <laughs> Alright, the next case, if you wanted me to go further, the next case study, just so you know, is enjoy the violence. And colon is, <laughs> is appreciation colon. for extreme music the result of cognitive cognitive control Cog- over the threat response system? Uh. Maybe we can dive deeper into that in a bonus track. Because you know why? We're gonna play music. Something. Marcus will add something here later. And then we're gonna play a super serious quiz. Enjoy. Dun, dun, dun. Hey, right, you know what? We've already played this song before, but you know what? We played with these guys like live a couple of weeks back. They played at our show over at the Raven over in the Worcester, Massachusetts. This is our uh, boys faced. This is drunk as shit.
So you kids are going to be uh, versing each other in this one. Dun, dun, dun. So. It's always embarrassing. You guys like water- Do you guys like watermelons? Yes. You guys, li- you guys like watermelons? <laughs> this is a serious, was serious the- thing, Jay. I don't see why you're laughing. Was that the first question? Because I, I don't want to answer on purpose. You don't like watermelon? What the Do fuck's the matter like- with you? <laughs> So this is a quiz, very serious one. How much do you know about watermelons? Holy fuck. Jay, you ready? I got this. There's multiple okay, so how <laughs> it's uh, multiple is, choice. Are we just shouting out the answers I, or that's fine. So <clears throat> what is a watermelon class at? It's cla- uh, a fruit, a vegetable. Is it both or neither? This is a true question. No, it's a fruit. Marcus says fruit. Neither. Jay says neither. It's neither. God doesn't tell me if it's right or wrong. <laughs> it's a melon. Uh-huh. Which is a fruit. Hmm? Uh, watermelon is a great source of lycopene, which gives the fruit its... A, whiteness, B, greenness, C, pinkness, or D, redness. I'm going to go with greenness because that's like the uh, most profound color. Jay? Wait, what's that? <laughs> come again? I thought, I thought we, I thought we already answered No, please that. come again. I'm sorry, did you, did, you, did you answer? I may have missed you. I didn't hear anything. What? If it was a fruit or... No, no. The <laughs> Watermelon is a great source of lycopene, which gives the fruit its whiteness, greenness, pinkness, and redness. When hosts aren't listening. Oh. Uh, greenness. So you guys, same on that one. Uh, what percentage of a watermelon is water? 90. Uh, 23, 92, 66, or 50? I'm going to go with 92. Okay. 66. 66? Dude, have you ever had a watermelon before? Uh, can you eat every part of the watermelon? All the watermelon? Just the red? Pink and red bits? Nothing. Watermelon is kind of gross. Okay, can you or should you? Can you. Pink and red bits. Okay, what are the options again? All of the watermelon. All. Okay. Uh, which of the following vitamins is not prevalent in watermelon? D, A, C, or E. Pretty sure it's E. C. Dude, they make vitamin C drops in watermelon flavor. Just because it's flavored doesn't mean it comes from it. It's <laughs> yeah, flavored. I, mean, I have Dynatap that's flavored grape. Doesn't mean Dynatap flavored comes watermelon has vitamin C. Are you taking the quiz or are you giving the quiz? <laughs> I feel like I'm getting smited by the quiz giver. Six. Watermelon contains beta carotene in common with which other green vegetable? Fuck shit, I know. Broccoli, pepper, green bean, or cucumber? Okay, broccoli with broccoli. Broccoli, broccoli. What percentage of the calories in watermelon comes from fat? <laughs> Four, two, 32, or 16? Watermelon has calories? I say two. Four. Okay. How many calories will 100 grams of watermelon provide you with? 100 grams. 
That's, I don't know. You fucking measure a watermelon in grams. Are we in like a pot dispensary? Seven, yeah. 76, like 32, 12, none. Okay, I forget. What's your original question? How many calories would 100 grams of watermelon provide you with? None. Jay? Uh, 72, 32, 12, or none? 72. What? Vitamin uh, C drops have like five calories. True or false? True or false? Watermelon not only contains no cholesterol, but actively helps lower it. True. False. <laughs> You're just trying to be different. Uh, true or false? Water. <laughs> true or false? Watermelon contains every amino acid required by humans. Oh, we say that's true. Guys. False. Because watermelon is like superfood. It's like kale. Which apparently is bad for oh. you. If you read the latest study. So, evidently, a watermelon is considered neither. Yes! Because it's considered a melon. Uh-huh. It's a different kind of. Right. Yes! Okay. Right, so, what are you saying? Is J1 Mark none? Is this how we're doing this? Yes, sir. Uh, the water, the watermelon is a great source of blah blah blah. The fruit gets its um redness. So you guys are both wrong. Oh. On that. Okay. <clears throat> J one mark none. He, he he did green as well. Yeah, but he still has one from the previous. One. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, what percentage of watermelon is water? You said ninety-two. Jay, you said I'm sorry. Twenty-three, sixty-six, or fifty. I forget. Or were you ninety-two as well? No, no, no. I was, uh, uh, what is it? He was lower. 23, 66, or 50? 66. It is 92. Marcus is correct. Fuck yeah, 1-1. One, one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you eat every part of the watermelon? Uh, yes, you can eat every part of the watermelon. Of course you can. Why couldn't you? It's all digestible. Well, I know you can pickle the rinds, but I didn't know. Uh, which of the following vitamins is not A? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. <clears throat> He just said, I know you can pickle the rinds. I didn't know if you could I didn't know if you could eat them raw. I didn't uh, know if you could eat muffins. Uh which of the following vitamins? A, D, C, or E. E you guys you guys said E, correct, right? You said E. J yes. you said C. C. It is E. <clears throat> Suck it, bitches! Uh the You guys said both broccoli. So for the green vegetable. Uh, you were both correct. Just because I'm wicked smart. Uh, what percentage of calories in watermelon from <laughs> come from fat? Um, 32? I don't think Yes! You didn't get that. No yes, way. I did. No way. Whatever. Give it to him. That's fine. Uh, I'll, I'll listen to the tape later. How many <laughs> calories will 100 grams of watermelon provide you with? Um, Marcus said none. Jay said 72. The answer is 12. So you guys are both wrong. <laughs> so, that was closer. Uh, true or false? Watermelon contains no cholesterol. But it, I'm sorry. Not only contains it helps lower. That is true. So Marcus, you were correct on that one because Jay uh, battled you on that. Superfood. And uh, watermelon contains every amino acid. That is incorrect. Jay, you were correct on that one. Yes. So, Marcus, you were ahead by one. That's five to four. I like it. You are the watermelon champion. I am the watermelon champion. I love watermelon. Congratulations. I like to sleep in watermelon. 
I'd like to thank all the other smaller watermelons. I'd like, to, I'd like to thank all the other melons that were not mentioned today. I, I, I especially like honeydew melon. Cantaloupe. I'd run away with you, but I cantaloupe. I cantaloupe. Uh, <laughs> yes, cantaloupe jokes. That's the only uh, one you can do. I, I, I concede watermelon victory to you. I'm a horrible producer. How many songs have we played today? Let's play more music. Three. Is that it? Yep. Oh, we got plenty of time for music. Here's the song. Goodbye. Okay, so here is a uh, the the boys from Cutthroat Conspiracy actually shared their newest single with us uh, that came out on um, April 19th. Hope you guys dug it at the earlier of the show. This is the song that we actually started with when we first met and uh, started talking to Cutthroat Conspiracy. This is the summit. I'm trying my life, I take to say a life, right through. 
is good beer is good beer is good and stuff whiskey's better well fucking well to go on the jameson website i have to be over the age of 21 that's right that's bust unacceptable out. bust out your fake idea oh, no. i just want to read things i want to research all right kids it's time for that ever famous beer review i decided to go with something weird hmm. but i stayed local I'm in Massachusetts still. I'm at the Berkshire Brewing Company. I'm at the Jalapenito IPA. This is actually a version of their Inhopnito American IPA. That explains the Nito thing, okay. That Berkshire Brewing actually puts out. They have a fabulous logo. There's a crazy pineapple with sunglasses and a jalapeno that actually looks like Jeff Dunham's jalapeno on a stick. With, okay. with a Batman mask. Okay, I can see that. Which I actually love Jeff Dunham's jalapeno on the stick. Therefore, I bought the beer. This is a pineapple in jalapeno IPA. It's infused with, obviously, the jalapeno. They actually took their Inhopnito American IPA, put in a whole shit ton of, like, jalapenos and a bunch of pineapple mash. So, Anthony said I've been very positive about my beer review, so I figured I'd try something, like, kind of, like, off the cuff. As far as, like, the spicy end, now I've had, like, in jalapeno-infused beer before. Most notably, one from the guys at Hidden Cove over in York, Maine. That one actually kicks you in the dick. Right in, right in the penal factory. Yes, it does. Ow. It does. And if if you've ever had the jalapeno-infused beer that comes from uh, Hidden Cove, you know exactly what I'm talking about. This one does not have quite a sharp bite. Now, it has a really smooth, like, you know there's a pepper in it. It, it 
if you actually pour it into a glass, it kind of it kind of smells like grass. I'm not gonna lie to you, it smells like grass. It on does. that trail. But as far as the IPA goes, and like going on the hop nido, and probably balanced out by like the pineapple mash, it's actually not terrible. It's not it's not horrible. It's it's not no, to my not, tasting, but it's not horrible. Now. If you, I mean, this is something like I would drink this if I'm going for like something different. Which today I was going for something different, so this actually kind of like fits my bill. Um, as far as rating, that's a tough one. You know, a part of me wants to say four because as far as like weird, like I mean, I'm not trying to compare it to like all my other fours, but like as far as like being like weird and like off the cuff and like something like out of the ordinary. I mean, I feel like it deserves, like, a different rating sure. scale. It doesn't have to be necessarily rated along with everything else. Yeah, I like that. I'm going for Berkshire Beering, Beer Company. Beering? <laughs> beering? Beering Company? They're Beering Company. Are you the doing beer. the Beering? BBC, beer as we here. say, over in Western Mass. Thank you very much for your jalapeno and pineapple mash. So, uh, let me set the stage. Go ahead, stage. Do, a, do a search for a BBC on Google. Go for it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, brown burnt carrots. And with that, let's let Anthony tell you about his fruit juice. So I got this from uh, a high sea convention. No, no one. All right. Um, so. <laughs> okay. I'm a big. Uh, I'm a big fan of how the white guy on my computer said it. Schofferhofer, which is a, uh, a German beer. Um, so they have a Hefeweizen, but this is a Hefeweizen pomegranate. And and I've, I think I've drunk, drunk, drank, drinked uh, more stouts in the past couple weeks than I should. So I needed to kind of switch it up. So I it's new, so I figured I'd give it a shot. And now that I've taken out three, um... I kind of was decided to check out the, the back of the, the label to see how much alcohol is in this so, you know, I can actually make it home. Um, so this contains, and this is big letters, contains no more than 2% alcohol. Pussy! Right, no, like, I mean... It's not your fault, man. You didn't uh, know. Which, you know, it's funny because this says contains no more than 2% alcohol, right? But then on the side of the bottle it says 2.5% alcohol. Somebody Ooh. fucked up. So essentially, it's 50% of their Hefeweizen blended with 50%, and this is from the bottle. I think that's like 2% more alcohol than in Odul. So, so this this is from. The, <laughs> hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna read this from the bottle. 50% pomegranate drink, not juice, drink <laughs> with natural juice. <laughs> Pomegranate drink with natural juice. I think they, they confused. Maybe it's the translation. I don't know. Um, Next week, we'll be reviewing O'Doul's. Yeah, pretty much. And then <laughs> fucking St. Pauli. That was awesome, Jay. Well done. Uh, I mean, it's it's good. It just tastes Those like... Those people always weird me out when they come into the restaurant. It tastes like juice, man. Dude, I feel, I feel like pomegranates are like a power food. This is like watermelon. I feel like fucking Arizona made this. Like... 
was a lot more than a dollar. A lot more than 99 cents. Anthony crushed like a whole six pack and like he's still like talking to us. Like this is weird. That's why I checked the thing. I'm like, I should not be feeling sober. I mean, if you're thirsty and you don't drink a lot, I mean, it gets good for you. Um, from a from a, a drunk point of view, I'd give it like a two. But from like a, an enjoyability, I, I mean, I'd, I'd probably give it a five because it tastes good. So what you're saying is, is keep this drink in your house if you're a parent with kids who steal your alcohol. Exactly. Okay, if I'm putting this on the uh, website, are we averaging that to a 3.5? That's or fine. Are we actually giving it a five? You can give it a 3.5. <laughs> I mean, it's your beer. I don't want to. I don't want to knock you. I mean, your name's gonna be on there. I'm putting A equals MC squared. See, if if I put like my rating on it, it would just be like the laughing emoji. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's in, it's drinkable by by all means. Oh, of course it is. But Jay, talk tell, talk to us about your uh, spirits over there. Caskin flagons. Okay, it's not Caskin. Caskin. Love you. You're going to swear at me on this. Come on. Keep, what keep, happened there? <laughs> look. My mother was a good woman. <laughs> Go ahead, Jay. Uh, yeah, say something, Jay. Many things. Something, Jay. Ah! That's so good. Like, I will never, ever not be able to do that. To not do that. When somebody says that. All right, bro. You want, you want to talk about the castmates? Yeah, we'll go with the Jamesons. St was it the yeah the Castmate Stout? Castmate Stout had that on St. Paddy's Day or St. Paddy's Day weekend. Uh huh. Um, More. And uh, <clears throat> that was probably easily one of my favorite, um, like branch off of a main product as it were now are you a jameson fan i am yes okay. that's my go-to whiskey it's a go-to wow all right hmm. it's not you know i actually survived not, the whole patty's day. I, I survived the whole patty's day season without like really ki kicking back a whole bunch of jameson's which i usually do at least once in my stupid month of march um so essentially, and I just I looked it up for, for Jay since he doesn't actually have it with him. Um, it is a triple distilled blended Irish whiskey that has been patiently finished in Irish craft beer seasoned barrels. So it's it kind of like reversed it as opposed to doing beer in a whiskey barrel. Yes. You did whiskey yeah. Beer well, barrel. they they started that with their anniversary uh, one, their their first anniversary cask meet, which was a few years ago. And I think it caught on. You go straight up with well, that, Jay? They have an IPA you, edition, too. Do you go straight oh, yeah. up with that, Jay, or do you actually mix it? No, I'll go. I'll drink it straight up. Okay. If I'm out, I'll get a whiskey sour with Jameson. Um, just so I have something to drink. Good. Would you like to offer a rating for your castmates? I, you know, I'm gonna. I'm actually going to give it a six. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. I enjoyed that. There was that one, and there was an IPA one. I was gonna say I, I have an IPA one as well. You know, what, buddy, we're getting. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the IPAs, so I went with the. Looks a little too like clear to be whiskey. Jay, bro, I'm gonna give you a special spot on the like the web page. It's gonna be Jay's Whiskey Corner. Uh, I like it. Okay, that way I don't want you to feel peer pressured to like drink like a fish like I do. Roll it a handle of James. 
Yeah, if you can hit. <laughs> See what I did there? Hey, Can't even blame Jay's, drinking. Jay's whiskey nook. <laughs> there you go. Any last thoughts for the people? I do. So I went to the Neshoba Winery over the weekend. And nice place. They have. Uh, we did the the, whis- or the the wine tasting, and they had a. You know, they can do the. Um, they have some brandies you can try as well, mm-hmm. along with some whiskeys. Yeah, it costs so, two points on your wine tasting. Yeah. Well, the so two I tickets. Tr- I tried the Stimulus Eleven, which is an eleven year. Uh, Just sounds like a weird like. <laughs> it does. Attempt at Viagra or something. Stimulus Eleven. It's like the knockoff brand. Um. So. It's it's an 11 year old whiskey. Um, it was five dollars for the taste. The bottle itself was about eighty six dollars. Not bad. You ask me personally, I don't think it was worth eighty six dollars when I tasted it. Didn't highly enjoy it, but I, it was it was cool to actually try it out. But what I did try is they have a bourbon, which is called Elephant Heart. It is an ele- it's so the full thing is elephant heart plum brandy. So it's got a little sweetness to it. And it was fucking fantastic. So I actually brought a bottle home. It was quite quite it was it's a little different than your normal brandy. I'm sorry, not brandy bourbon. It was quite delicious. I caught bullshit on not bringing any to share. I almost did too. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, the elephant heart. So it's um elephant heart is a natural grape brandy. Made by fermenting and distilling locally grown grapes and blending the quality, this quality brandy with natural plum flavors. Jay, you're not even here, and you should be pissed off that he didn't bring any to share. All right, I'll. I'll <laughs> like Anthony's like metaphorically shaking his ass in our face right now. I'll I'll lend I'll lend my indignant and my indignant attitude to you. But I think it's Damn funny. It, Anthony. I think it's funny that they Fuck have her. a brandy called Northern Comfort. I think that's funny. Uh, but yeah, that's all I got for you. I could never commit the uh, two tickets to the brandy tasting at the uh, Neshoba. My mom just kept buying them. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll buy I mean, 10 more. We're going to buy 10 more. We'll buy 10 more. Yeah, that works. Just out of morbid curiosity, what was the uh, what was the price on the elephant art? Uh, 18. Oh, that's not bad. No. It's, it's a smaller bottle, though. It's not like a, a full handle. Oh, I got you. Like pint size? Yeah. Cool. Alright, y'all. Thanks for checking us out. Thanks for hanging out. Like, have mail of a six pack. As always, uh, email your feedback uh, HMOA6PACK at gmail.com. Um, go check out the website, HMOAPACK. Um, HMOA6PACK. Automatic.net. That's the hub. Um, I'm going to try to get some more blog posts up there for you guys. Like, you can actually, uh, if you've uh, been following along on the Instagram posts, you saw the, uh, you saw the, uh, the brewery, the brewery posts and whatnot. So I'll try to get like some blogs up, some really cool stories. Um, just to kind of like throw one out there, uh, streetcar 82 out of, um, college park, Maryland. Uh, one of their founders is actually from Fitchburg mass, like right down the road, but they are, um, the, the co-founder is like a graduate of like a deaf college okay. and they are huge in the deaf community like even when we were there we, we were probably like there was four of us in our party we were probably <coughs> outnumbered like like 
they're outnumbered a bunch. Like half the people that are actually in there were like members of like the deaf community. Like the guy that actually serviced our beer was like a member of the deaf community. Which me being a douchebag that I am, I'm just like looking up at a big port. I'm like, I'll have the, uh, I'll have the, uh, the, uh, the juicy IPA. And he like slid a menu over to me and like pointed down at it because like the guy like you know obviously. Like, I thought you were gonna be say that you were a douche and said, "Hey, check out our podcast." No, I would never do that to anybody. I would never wish that on. But I'm just kidding. Well, dude, he's dead. We can't hear it. But it's an actually it's a wicked awesome story. Like the uh, you have the founder the founder from like like I said Fitchburg, Massachusetts, and like they're actually graduates of like a deaf college. And, like, they're huge in College Park when it comes to, like, the deaf sure. community. Like, these people are actually really comfortable in this in this brewery. And it's wicked. It's a wicked cool story because, like, you know, like, you have someone that's, like, doing, like, craft brews. And, and their beer was good. Good. Like, that's always, like, key. Like, their beer was, like, pretty awesome. Nice. So I'll, I'll blog a little bit about that. Like, check that out on the website. But, I mean, anywhere you find us, guys. Like, we're on Instagram. We are on Twitter. We're on the Facebook uh, we're on all the, the major net um, outlets as far as, like, podcasts go. Wherever you consume us, like, please, like, go ahead and, like, please leave, leave, us, leave us a review. This is hard. <laughs> Words are hard. Words are hard. You've been, you've been hitting those uh, those uh, drinks of Anthony's pretty hard, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Careful. But yeah, thanks for checking us out. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, talk to you next time. Goodbye. Peace. Peace. That is the end of this episode. Another fun-filled day in the world of heavy metal over a six-pack. This is Anthony, Marcus, and Jay signing off. See you next time. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Marcus. I just wanted to give you an extra thank you for uh, checking us out and like listening to a heavy metal over a six-pack podcast. If you haven't done so already, like mentioned earlier, please go to any of those platforms that you are listening to to consume the episodes and like leave us a review. That way, other other people know how epic it is to listen to us and give honest feedback. You know what? If you think we deserve five stars, of course we deserve five stars because we're fucking awesome. If you think we deserve three stars, meh, they're all right. Listen to them. Go ahead and give us three stars. If you think we deserve one, you know what? I respect your opinion, but fuck you. No, I'm just kidding, man. If you think we deserve one star, go ahead and give us the one star. And also, go check us out on our Patreon account, patreon.com forward slash H-M-O-A-6-P-A-C-K, because the show will survive with the support of you. Thanks again for listening, guys. We'll see you next time.